here You're the nail on the cross You're the fly in my field You're the key that God lost You're the letter from Jesus On the bathroom wall Your mother's superior With only a bra You're the same You're the same You're the same God abandons me everyone welcome to the ludini rock and roll circus uh, with your hosts uh, lou lombardi aka that's me uh, lou lombardi aka ludini and uh sit next to me my sister from another mister with an earache yes the lovely and talented miss katie simone how are you katie I, I'm, you got an earache i was gonna say lovely talented and a half deaf you know what we should have played in the beginning was earache my eye by cheech and chong you know that? <laughs> Earache my eye. Oh earache. Earache my eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I've got all kinds of sinus problems, and I. She has problems. I mean, I've got problems like out the out the yin yang, but yin yang. But yeah, sinus problems are definitely part of them, and I could get them fixed, but like I'm scared to because it would probably screw up my, my they voice. It involves <laughs> drilling large holes in your head. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> Do you remember the end of? Well, you're probably too young to remember the end of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. I. I saw the movie once, like a long time ago, but... Great film. Um, anyways, you're listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Shout out to our sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live! Uh, that is pplmag.com, Pittsburgh's first internet, internet, radio, TV, online, community magazine, and business directory. How's my um, uh, 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 Native American, or Native American, my uh, Amer- African-American English going? I'm working, I've been, practic- I've been practicing... Your Ebonics. Am I Egonics? Ebonics. Oh, I think you said Egonics. Egonics. <clears throat> Egonics. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can get all kind of great uh, information. There's audio and video and um, uh, articles and everything, uh, coupons. You can find awesome businesses. Uh, you get all kind of great information about business and finance and <clears throat> marketing and even like how to like publish a book and um, all kind of amazing stuff there. Um, if you're like us and you have something you want to put out to the world, you can start your own magazine page and upload your own audio and video. Uh, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus uh, has been a part of Positively Pittsburgh Live now for a couple of years, and it's a great place to be heard by about a million unique uh, visitors each month, so you definitely want to check that out. Uh, pplmag.com. You are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus every Saturday. It's Katie and I playing some great music for you, and um, every Tuesday and Thursday, there is a brandy new music podcast. Now, today... Um, we are going to be uh, featuring, if it will ever work, um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the classic album, one of my all-time favorite records of all time. One of my all-time favorite records of all time. Is that from the Department of Redundancy Department? Um, this is uh, the album, of course, uh, Who's Next uh, by The Who. And uh, every, I just get chills okay. just, as soon as that starts. But anyways, we're going to be talking about Who's Next. <clears throat> giving you some little-known album facts, uh, picking out some of our favorite moments from the album and talking about it, plus kind of like maybe getting into the idea of the album 
uh, itself and what the al- the idea of the album in general, what it means and what it means to us and what it has meant to us. Uh, as always, we have some great independent bands we're going to feature tonight. I've got Burned, uh, which is actually a Pittsburgh band. Uh, Lance Lopez, uh, and uh, he's got a new record live in New York City. I, uh, Lance, <clears throat> he sent it to me the other day, and so we're going to play his version of Tra- Traveling Riverside Blues. And then a great band, I think you're going to dig, called Simo. <clears throat> very, very cool. <clears throat> Anyways, all great rock and roll bands. You're listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That is LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to be back talking about The Who in a second. But let's start off. This is a band from Pittsburgh called Burned. And check them out. Burned, hate to see you go on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
Okay, that was burned <clears throat> all the way uh, from a North Versailles, Pennsylvania. Um, their website at the time being is Reverb Nation backslash Burned Rocks. That's a track called Hate to See You Go. And uh, let's go ahead and if you're uh, in the uh, Pittsburgh area on August 19th. Oh, no, that was already. That was yesterday. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, you, you know this Black Forge Coffee Company? I don't. It's up there uh, on the Allentown uh, Heights. Oh, really? And it is a coffee shop that's a heavy metal coffee shop. It's Shut very up. freaking so cool. cool. Yeah, they got great coffee and all. They got the you know the treats and the whole thing. People go in there and they they game and stuff. But they got metal bands in there like all the time. <clears throat> but uh, if you since you missed that show, try September third at Gooshkies. I love Gooshkies. Gooshkies is a cool place. And get place. some pierogies while you're there. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They're amazing. 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 Okay, so <clears throat> so let's uh, let's go ahead and get on to today's topic. A topic. And uh, there is a whole. Uh, I would like to give a shout out. Um, I would. I'm going to attempt to partner with uh, this website here because we use them so much. Thisdayinmusic.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, this day in music has a great uh, feature about this record, <clears throat> and that's where I. That is well. We could use that maybe, but let's do this one instead. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you go to, uh, oh my, I'm clicking. But what is got? What's going on here? How about that? There we are. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, <clears throat> this day in music is a really cool website, and uh, go check it out because if you want to know anything about anything with uh, classic rock and oldies all the way up till now, uh, they've really got it. It's a very cool place, and they even have. Uh, this day in music radio, which uh, at some point we might have to, you know, get it delve into. But um, <clears throat> you guys have to understand who's next by the Who. Um, nine perfect songs. I mean, I mean, really, uh, just about every one of these songs is a classic rock radio regular. I mean, you're going to hear them all the time. You know, if you listen to a classic rock radio station. Um, the only song that might be a little wee bit of a deep cut is uh, My Wife, which is sung by John Entwistle. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, th- th- it has it has uh, Baba O'Reilly, which we're listening to now, Bargain, Love Ain't For Keeping, My Wife, The Song Is Over, Getting In Tune, which I love. I think it's such a beautiful a song. song. Going Mobile, <clears throat> uh, Behind Blue Eyes, classic. Won't get fooled again. Nine songs. That's it. We we laid it. We and, and it's a total experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have to understand the album. I mean, life was slower, Katie, <laughs> in the sixties and seventies. I mean, there wasn't this bombardment of media and entertainment. You know, you would wait. You couldn't wait for the next record to come out. Right. Of whatever band you like, Led Zeppelin, uh, the Jeff Beck Group, uh, Cream, or you know whoever, <clears throat> you would get the record. You couldn't wait. You go home, you tear off the shrink wrap, you put it on your turntable, and you'd lay in your room, and you'd look at the album cover, and you would listen to the music, and to read the liner notes, and you would have this experience. And who's next? Tommy. Well, let's 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 put the, let's put this more in context. Uh, uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Tommy, Dark Side of the Moon. These were concept albums. Okay, because because bands were like, okay, it's great. People love the whole... Because every album at this time was not a concept album, but 
that had was a whole idea exp- uh, presented to you. Right. You know, and I mean, it was like a complete thought. You know, it was like a movie or a book or something, you know. But the concept album took things a little bit further. That's what that's what Sgt. Peppers did. That's what Tommy did. That's what Dark Side of the Moon did. That's what The Wall did about 10 years later. <clears throat> and um, people would immerse themselves. You would just like, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Kevin and I went to see, uh, you know, I, was, I couldn't wait for it to come out. Star Trek Beyond came out. And we went and sat in a movie theater for two hours and got lost in the experience. And that's what people did with records. Right. And um, this is one of those records. What's one of the things that people don't realize about who's next is um, this was another concept album that Pete Townsend was developing. It was called Lifehouse, <clears throat> and um, it didn't quite <laughs> it didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> okay, um, so um, he had this idea of this rock opera called Lifehouse. And, um, uh, you know, described, uh, you know, to be uh, both a, like a, uh, he wanted to do like a, rec- he wanted to like record it live and have a scripted film going. And he had a lot of dreams for this thing. But what the most important thing that he did was he wrote some amazing songs. And one after another just kind of blows your mind, you know. Uh, but it was planned as a follow-up to Tommy. The album was inspired by Townsend's experiences on the Tommy tour. But in the process of trying to develop the concept, the project eventually was abandoned as a rock opera in favor of creating a more traditional rock album, which became Who's Next. Now, according to the sleeve notes on the expanded CD reissue, Who's Next, the script of Lifehouse was set in the near future and concerned a totalitarian society devoid of rock music in which oppressed youth discovered that rock had a purifying, liberating effect upon themselves. The quote-unquote Lifehouse was a place where the music was played and where young people would collect uh, to discover rock music as a powerful, almost religious cult. Uh, What are some of your uh, favorite uh, things about uh, who's next, Katie? Because I know that you love this record. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it's like, it's funny. I mean, this was, you know, just an album that I kind of grew up with, just like you said, from hearing it on the radio. I didn't really own the album until, you know, the last couple of years. But I just, you know, remember just hearing all these songs constantly on you know, WDVE. You know, not just, you know, like the two, like, there's like the three, you know, big, like, if you want to call it hits. But I don't even know what was released as a single, you know, from this album. But, you know, um, what was I going to say? Sorry, I, I'm on like a lot of allergy pills right now, so nothing makes sense. Give Katie more drugs. Some drugs. I need more drugs, guys. Excuse me, drugs, boys. Come here. No, but I mean, I just think that's like what was really cool about albums in the 70s, you know? I mean, it, like, you had album cut, you know, album cuts being played on the radio, like, like they were singles. Like, it didn't really matter what was what, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I mean, let's see. We'll explore this article a little bit more and see if they do talk about actual singles. But, you know, um, you know, he was still trying to consider this as a, um, a, a film project. He thought, like, well, let's do an interactive audience thing, you know, with a live band. And uh, it was arranged to book uh, uh, the Young Vic Theater in Waterloo. And the audience was assembled. But the process really didn't work. Uh, who co-manager... Uh, uh, erstwhile producer Kurt uh, Lambert had uh, relocated uh, to New York and suggested that the band should go there for two weeks and record the songs with him at the record plant using engineer Jack Adams. Those sessions from see, this is sometimes how art works. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta like, you gotta like fight for it. And these guys could not get this damn thing to work. You know, so they go to the record plant. That doesn't work out. You know, and uh, so eventually. 
They come back to the UK and they hire Glenn Johns. Now, Glenn Johns is a legendary uh, producer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, they recorded more songs at Mick Jagger's Country Retreat uh, at Stargroves with the Sto- Rolling Stones mobile uh, uh, studio. And I would love to say something right now about that. I mean, you know, the Rolling Stones, you know, everybody talks about Kiss making, being like the businessman and making so much money. But the Stones created their own mobile recording st- studio and rented it out. To famous people like The Who. And in fact, it made... Do you know there's this famous song that talks about this? You know what song it is? Smoke on the Water. The Rolling Truck Stones thing just outside. That is a reference to this mobile recording unit that Deep Purple used to record that album. Huh. <clears throat> so, I mean, everybody just said they were making buku bucks, but I digress for a second. I just think that is so cool that, you know, everybody talks about Kiss being such great entrepreneurs, but the Stones really, the Stones did it before anybody else did it. Okay. But anyway, so they say so they do this thing at Stargroves with the Stones mobile uh, studio. Um the basis of the released version of Won't Get Fooled Again was recorded Stargrows, plus a version of Behind Blue Eyes, although no one was sure uh, whether it was going to end up on the album. Could you imagine who's next without Behind Blue Eyes? I know. I, mean, I got to... I, I gotta say though, like that song was ruined for me by um, Limp Bizkit when they covered it because it was just it was so bad. Limp Bizquick. Limp Bizquick. <clears throat> it's an amazing song, but this this here is my favorite song. Okay, album. wait a minute. Let's 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 give a little bit shout out to Katie's favorite. Yeah, I get chills. Yeah. That's just absolutely beautiful. It's like the shortest song on the album, and it's my favorite. It's just so beautiful, so two, simple. Two minutes and ten seconds, yeah. like a like a punk rock song. Exactly. Except a punk rock song would be like one minute, ten seconds. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so so anyways, so moving right along, you know, uh, they get um, they get John's involved. He takes over. Uh, they go to Olympic Studios. Um, and you know they, they start building some tracks. The New York uh, from the New York sessions that they had uh, worked on, they threw some stuff out, started over. Um, the Lifehouse album was a concept had been completely abandoned by this point, and um, <clears throat> in fact, right up until 1971, most of the material was finished and still being mixed. A double album was still planned. So we're still thinking maybe double album here. Glenn Johns argued that since the songs didn't carry any narrative progression, a single album would have a sharper focus and great impact. And see, this is the importance of an awesome freaking producer. Oh, yeah. Because this could have been a meandering disaster with some, like, good songs <laughs> and some songs that were, like, cool. Because yeah. Pete Townsend, I mean, he doesn't really write a bad song. But, you know, he, he, listen to the gravity of this record. Mm-hmm. I mean, every song is freaking amazing, okay? So John steps in and says, no, 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 we're not going to do it this way. <laughs> Right. Okay. So, and, and uh, during this whole process, okay, this is another thing about this record people may not realize is, you know, Townsend developed this sort of uh, love for keyboard sounds. So he started playing around with synthesizers. And, you know, so this is really heard on uh, Baba O'Reilly and Won't Get Fooled Again. And uh, so he used all kind of cool effects and created sort of extended, wa- like automatic wah-wah sounds and uh now, now let's talk a little bit about the songs. The album's opener, Baba O'Reilly. Okay, now let me, because people in Pittsburgh, I don't know, maybe other people did too, but I grew up in Pittsburgh, so people always thought it was Baba. Baba. 
Baba. Yeah, so people, I was like, Baba O'Reilly. Yeah, like it was like baby O'Reilly. Because Baba B in the in the South, B U B B A is like a is like a term of endearment for baby. Mm-hmm. Baba, uh, like a big baby, and they thought it was baby O'Reilly. No. <laughs> not it was inspired by the, the name came from the uh towns and spiritual uh teacher uh mayor baba, baba baba and the electronic musician terry riley so he came up with that's where it comes from see see you if you didn't listen to ludini rock and roll circus you may miss this amazing trivia okay and uh, then this starts the whole record out and, and daltry's laying down this really like powerful vocal um the idea of uh of teenage wasteland, you know, is you know he. he <laughs> it, it was based on his uh, Townsend's sort of observations at Woodstock, you know, about you know death. To- he says he he's looked at the, out at the crowd, the total desolation of all the teenagers at Woodstock. And many audience were completely incapacitated by LSD and other drugs, and, but the contradiction was that you know it had become a celebration. Teenage wasteland, we're all wasted you know so like you know sure you know why not and like you know it's a sentiment that is really kind of carried on through rock mm-hmm. right you mm-hmm. know you want to jump in with anything you got any other any other thoughts on this before we i plow through this um, i'm not gonna do the whole thing it's kind of yeah. long but I mean, like, seriously, could you have, like, a better opener and a better closer on this album, though? I, I mean, know. You have, like, the two <clears throat> most epi- two of the most epic songs of all time. I, I, uh, I won't get fooled again. Eight and a half minutes epic became a, a perennial favorite on classic rock radio stations. And there's a great video with Townsend hitting that chord and sliding across. Yes. That's it's it. Amazing. That is rock. If somebody, if aliens came down and said, could you, what is rock and roll? I would show them that. And they'd be, oh, you totally get it. Yeah, Everything exactly. about that is rock and roll. You know, uh, the track showcases uh, all four members of the Who at their peak from Townsend's crashing guitar chords, Moon's frantic drumming, Daltrey's famous scream and rock solid bass of the Ox, John Entwistle. And seriously, I mean, I, I can't think of a better rock and roll scream than that one. I know, isn't that? I mean, that's yeah. like, it's just, it's perfect. It is. It's just, it's just been emulated so many times and just, <sighs> it's perfect. I, I know. I You know, I, I just, I, I love this record. I bought this on vinyl as a kid and um, I went down, um, let me see if I can get to it here real quick. So I go down to the piano. And I sat at the piano for hours trying to pick this out. Love that bass. I'm singing this note because it fits in well with the chords I'm playing. I can't pretend there's any meaning hidden in the things I'm saying. But I'm in tune, right in tune. Just a beautiful song. Um, great lyrics. I mean, th- this see, this is when people sat down and really like said, "Let's, you know, no, I want the song to say something. I don't want to just write dooby dooby da, love you baby, blah blah blah." Um, but on July fourth of seventy one, the day after the band played a showcase at Sheffield Hall, they were traveling tonight to that night's show when they and photographer Ethan Russell spied a concrete monolith uh, at Easington Colliery. The final shot of the band apparently having just urinated on a concrete block 
uh, uh, owes something uh, to outside help. According to Russell, most of the members were unable to urinate. Maybe they hadn't been to the pub yet. So rainwater was uh, tip. Oh, so they wanted. So that isn't actually them. That isn't all urine. They they dumped some water on there to get the desired effect. The original sky was rather gray. So the bright blue background was uh, stripped from an earlier idea uh, depicting Pete Townsend's motorhome. Uh, on an obstructed hillside. So this is a composite photo. The photo is often seen to be a reference to the monolith discovered on the moon in the t- movie 2001, The Space Odyssey, which had been released about three years earlier. VH1, the name, the Who's uh, next album cover, the greatest of all time. One of them, not the greatest. Oh, one of the greatest albums of all time. I don't know. I'll say it's the greatest. <laughs> Damn it! Lou Dini Rock and Roll Circus says it's the greatest. Uh, but uh, early other comes their other uh, 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 album covers, uh, the photographs of <laughs> obese nude women, but never actually appeared in there. Thank you. Um, holding a rope uh, whip and wearing a brown wig. And oh, oh, with uh, oh, Keith Keith Moon dressed in black lingerie. There's a funny. Um, this is like this is such strange. What what people don't something that people don't know about the hoop, <clears throat> and I don't know if it's mentioned. It's mentioned in one of these articles. Uh, if and I, what was his name? Uh, I can't. There was a. They had. They had at the very outset of their career. Uh, they had made friends with a guy who was a also a filmmaker. So there is, and I, I can't. I'm I'm scanning my notes here, and I'm not seeing his name. Um, but uh, there is a lot of film footage of their development and um the guys that started working with them and representing me initially were like the idea was let's let's film a rock band as it gets going so the who has tons and tons and tons of video footage from like every so they got used to being on camera and um there's a, a rock and roll the rolling stone rock and roll circus i believe um uh, has a funny, and I believe I believe it's from that. I'm not sure, but there's a really funny video um, of Pete Townsend, or not Pete Townsend, of Keith Moon being interviewed while like this dominatrix is whipping him, and so the guy's asking him questions, and this chick's whipping him, and, and, and she like stops so he can answer the question. He turns around and yells at her. He's like, "I didn't tell you to stop." <laughs> It just goes to show you, like these guys, they were, they were really having a good time, and they really know how to have fun, and um, you know, create like a this very cool sort of um, vibe and like mythos that like just went beyond them. You know, they became larger than life. They became like almost superheroes. You know, but uh, Who's Next was an instant success, and still regarded today as one of the Who's best albums. Certainly up there with one of the best written, recorded, performed rock albums of all time. The song collection is one of the Who's most cohesive and phrases like meet the boss same as the old boss from Wonka Fold Again still being referred to illustrating um, the, 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 the sort of uh, thinking of Pete Townsend uh, won't get fooled again uh, preceded the album in July 71 peaking at number 9 and um, reaching number 15 in the US uh, number album hit number 1 in the UK uh, their first chart topper in their homeland number 4 in the US but you know nowadays that doesn't even mean anything because you know these songs are so freaking ingrained in us that we just can't you know listen to that They're just, they've just become a part of the legend of rock and roll. I just remember being a kid and just this sound just freaking me out. And just like I'd never heard anything like it in my life. 
thought aliens were coming for me. I bought this record on vinyl, still have it, because of this song and Baba O'Reilly. <clears throat> and, you know, that's the beginning. That's how the record begins and how the record ends. And fell in love in between. Just like every song is like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like nine times. Um, absolutely amazing. So a uh, thank you, Pete Townsend, Roger Daltrey, Keith Moon, and John Enswistle for uh, your wonderful contribution uh, to rock and roll. Um, and thanks to all the folks out there in social media land who chimed in on my post this week on Facebook about this record. Um, as you know, uh, I'm not a big fan of adding to something that's done perfect. I, I think that the additional tracks are interesting, but my opinion they should be on a separate disc. Yeah, well, it wasn't released that way. Um, let me show you. It, this, what they did was, some of it is, but they added, this stuff starts right after this. So oh. you're grooving to it. and you're like, and Because when this ends, you're like, oh, it's like a, well, I got to be honest, it's like an orgasm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, and then it's like somebody starts messing with you again. Yeah, and you're not ready yet. You know, yeah. you know, so, uh. so, and so these are all cool. You know, there's a uh, baby. Don't you do it. There's Is that a, the Marvin Gaye song? I'm not sure, but there's getting in tune, uh, like a sort of a different version, pure and easy, you know, so there's some different, you know, version, just version love, and love, love ain't for keeping and stuff like that. But it would have been nice if they just would have moved that to another disc and let people just have yeah. the experience of those nine. That's a complete statement. That's really bizarre because most of, like, every reissue I've ever bought that's brought out, like, demos and things like that, live versions of songs, that's how they've done it. Yeah. That's, may, are you sure that that's, maybe this <clears throat> Look, was an error on... This, no, it isn't. Really? Yeah, because there's disc two. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, that's really dumb. Yeah, um, and you know, and I got it, and, and you know, a lot of it's personal for me because this is mm -hmm. one of my most beloved records of all time. I've got like a handful of them, not many, and you do too, Katie. Mm -hmm. We all do. Uh, so like that kind of perturbed me. Now, I'll give you an example where I loved it. <laughs> um, there is a great um, re-release of Thin Lizzy's Jailbreak. Yeah, and they there's uh, there's versions of the boys are back in town with alternate lyrics uh -huh. and that's like really fun yeah. but but like i didn't hear that record in the same way that i heard this record it didn't it, although it's a great like, the cowboy song is amazing freaking record it wasn't as seminal to me as this right you know so but you know i uh my friend michael mazaki said <laughs> told me he loses when i get these records on itunes he says i just pull those extra tracks out of the mix I just, yeah i just take them away so i don't have to deal with that you know so right. i guess you can do that you know but you guys you're listening to ludini rock and roll circus we've prattled on enough about the who uh just kind of stroking our e own egos uh here's traveling riverside blues by lance lopez
All right, from his latest uh, record, Live in New York City, that is Mr. Lance Lopez. You can go to LanceLopezTX.com. Uh, produced by the uh, uh, amazingly talented and uh, wonderful uh, human being, I think, uh, Mr. Paul Nelson. If you haven't seen the documentary about uh, Johnny Winter, you need to see it. Uh, Paul figures heavily in that documentary, and you really get to see what an awesome dude he was and the great uh, work he did with uh, not just musical work, but the personal work he did with Mr. Johnny Winter. Anyways, that was Lance Lopez. Uh, from live in New York City, traveling Riverside Blues, great riff, smoking ass guitar playing. Lance is just freaking vicious. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> yeah, he's a really great guitar player. Um, this day in music, sponsored by, um, I don't know, by me and Katie. and <laughs> By uh, things that happened on this day. Things that happened on this day. Huh. Well, what do you want to talk about? Do you see any, what, what, what jumps out at you here? <laughs> Oh, let's see. Um, hmm. What do we got going on? What happened with uh, the Beatles, those, those young lads? Those, those crazy Beatles. You want to do this one here? In 1966, the Beatles touring America for the last time were forced to cancel and reschedule their performance in Sinitties? In Cincinnati's open-air stadium, Crosley Field. I guess it got rained out. Oh, oh. Mm. Well, yeah, if it's open-air field, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, sound systems and stuff like... You know, it's funny because people that saw them during that area would tell you, like, you couldn't... (laughs) You couldn't hear anything. You just heard people screaming. Right. Because, like, you know, they did. There was the sound systems and stuff were not like they nearly the way they were like a few years, even a few years later. You know, um, after in 1969, after finishing "I Want You," she's so heavy. The Beatles worked on uh, the running order for Abbey Road album. The preliminary master tape was compiled. The medley was originally slated for side one of the album. And the placement of Octopus's Garden and Oh Darling were reversed from the final version. The album was to end with the slashed guitar chord that finishes I Want You, She's So Heavy. This was the last time all four Beatles were together in Abbey Road Studios. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyways. um, Well, speaking of emotions, in this day, 1977, the emotions started a five-week run at number one on the U.S. Singles Chart with Best of My Love. Whoa, whoa, got the best of my love. Oh, that is a very cool jam. That is one of my favorite, like, disco songs. That's a cool jam. You know what? (laughs) Let's switch over um, because I think I cr- did create a little playlist for today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's John Hyatt's birthday. You love John Hyatt? Oh, I love John Hyatt. He's one of my favorites. Forever known as a songwriter songwriter. Yes. When I was a boy. A slow turning. 
Yes, uh, that's, uh, sorry, I digressed a little bit there, but John Hyatt's one of my all-time favorites. I saw him uh, at Rosebud about 10 years ago with Sonny Landris Band as his backup band. Oh, it was just freaking amazing. Um, uh, anyway, so uh, back to this day in Muzak. Oh, 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 and I should have done something from this, but this is one of my all-time favorite. Are you familiar with Sloan Tra- Slow Train? That Colorado? is one of my favorite Dylan albums. Yeah, I love yeah. It. He did this like gospel album, and he won a Grammy and all kind of stuff with it. Um, but uh, yeah, it came out in '79. Slow Train coming album of religious songs, including Grammy-winning single "Gotta Serve Somebody." The album uh, alienated many of his longtime fans. Um, Madness, Joan Jett, The Police, and REM all appeared at JFK Stadium in Philadelphia on this day in 1983. Um, oh, 1986, uh, Rick Allen, the drummer from Def Leppard, made his first live appearance with the band after he lost his arm in a car accident. Oh, Lord Jesus. Do you, do you like, the, so- do you like uh, the song Roll With It by Steve uh, Winwood? It's a guilty pleasure. It's yeah, I know. There. It's, it's some good 80s cheese. But, um, yeah, in 1988, it was a, it was a chart topper uh, for, that, for, uh, for Steve Winwood. Mm-hmm. And um, in 1991, Nirvana and Sonic Youth kicked off a joint European tour at Sir Henry's uh, Pub, Cork, Ireland. That's a that's a show I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, I love you? Sonic Youth and yeah. Nirvana. Would have been very cool. Why don't we were talking about this before we started the? Podcast. And I think it's fake. I think I think somebody's making it up. Okay, go ahead, but just share this because it's too good. <laughs> Okay, so on this day in 1992, a U.S. doctor filed a $35 million lawsuit against the Southwest Bell Phone Company. And the reason why, he alleged that his wife died because he couldn't reach 911 due to all the lines being jammed by demand for Garth Brooks concert tickets. I mean, uh, this was like the heyday of uh, yeah, friends it, in low places and everybody was, losing and their freaking was, minds. Yes, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see uh, Garth's um, uh, Behind the Music? Yes. It's really very, very cool. I highly recommend uh, you guys out there in podcast land. But seriously, a, a doctor, what, he couldn't like, you know, like try to like keep her going, you know, until like... The, I know, he's a doctor. You're a doctor, right? come on. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I call shenanigans maybe on that too. I do. You know? So, anyways, what else is going on? Um, oh, oh, you know, it's also, we're kind of mixing it up a little bit today, but it's, it's Phil and O's birthday. Aww. I love this song. I know, this is Starry one of my favorite night, songs. A campfire light. From the album, uh, the from Jailbreak. Yep. It's a great... And the howling winds will So I'll ride out To the old sundown Yeah, Phil Linnow of uh, Linnot or Linnow? How do you say that? I say Linnow. Uh, Finn Liz, who was born this day in 1951. Some great guitar minis in this song. It's like progressive country rock. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, what they did was just on another level. You know, just one of those amazing freaking bands. Um, 
Let's see here. Uh, what else do we want to talk about real quick here? Um, are we going to birthdays? Or are we talking about what happened? Uh, wait, wait, wait. wait let's see, you want, I think you might want to talk about this. This is kind of funny. Because rock, because politics and, and musicians make strange bedfellows. Anyways, and this <laughs> is election season. So you might go ahead and tell them about this. this 2000, okay, 2008, the daughter of Johnny Cash called the use of her father's name to endorse a U.S. presidential candidate appalling. Country star John Rich implied Mr. Cash would have backed Republican hopeful John McCain while appearing at a rally in Florida, according to media reports. Writing on her website, Roseanne Cash called the remarks presumptuous. Even I would not presume to say publicly what I know he thought or felt, she added. Yeah, I think John Rich probably said something like, even Johnny Cash would vote for whatever, you know, probably mm-hmm. just some offhand. That's what happens. Somebody makes some off, because you can't be, there's a gazillion cameras on you. Exactly. Especially if you're John Rich, you know, you're somebody famous, you know, <laughs> you know. Say, like, say who is John Rich, though? I don't you, know, you don't know the band Big and Rich? Oh, Sable, Horse, Ride, a Cowboy, yeah. those guys. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah. know that was who he was. Yeah. Like, Wait, what happened? What I saw something about 48 chickens and coleslaw. What? Where? Show it to me. Okay, in 2013. Stop scrolling. I'm trying to. Oh, read. I thought I was trying to get to it, honey. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Is this it? No, 2013. It was reported that Beyonce had spent almost 1,500 pounds at an Essex branch of chicken chain Nando's following her performance at the V Festival in the UK. Her receipt was posted on Twitter, and Nando's manager confirmed a member of Beyonce's entourage called in with the order. It included 48 whole chickens, 24 tubs of coleslaw, 58 chicken wing platters, and 48 portions of chips. Rasheed, the, the receipt showed the meal was apparently paid for in cash. So I guess like she and her crew really needed their chicken fix. They was. I heard that's good eating. I heard that's some good eating. <laughs> I wonder like how good fried chicken in the UK is though. I mean like... Like British food is. I heard. I I've I don't heard, know, but yeah. I've heard the British food is. But I don't know. Yeah. I have never been to England. Yeah. So I don't know. So so our listeners from uh, the UK, why don't you buy Katie and I a plane ticket over and cook something for us, and we can yeah, do a review. Yeah, so we can try it. your your pub grub. Pub grub. Pub grub. <laughs> uh, lady, on this day, also in 2013, uh, Lady Gaga asked her fans to stop sending online threats to her critics. Oh my the god. The singer said she would not condone hateful or abusive language directed towards others adding this is not a healthy way to handle your emotions some of her fans had tweeted death threats uh to dancer producer uh deadmau deadmau5 uh who criticized gaga's video collaboration with artist uh marina abramovic 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 there you are. So I needed some young folks here to kind of make sure I say the, the Marina names. Abramovic has done some insanely cool stuff. <laughs> uh, cool. Cool stuff is cool. I, I never saw her, her work with Gaga, though. Okay. How about this, Katie? You like this record? Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to the guy who sang Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> to that dude. That guy. The guy with the uh, cucumber in his pants. <laughs> I mean, if you ever look at any of those photos, man, how like how could he walk in those things? It's because he's got an armadillo in his trousers. <laughs> you think he did Alison Krauss? Oh, duh. <laughs> I mean, isn't he like isn't he like married to Patty Griffin or something? Or oh man, I tell you what, I saw this, I didn't see this tour. I saw the tour afterwards where he toured with um, uh, Buddy. Buddy. Not, 
Miller. Buddy Miller and Patty Griffin. And it was so freaking amazing. I was like from here to those stairs from Robert Plant. And I was in awe. I'm like, that's the guy who sings Stairway to Heaven. That's all I was going through. I'm like, I'm like 20 feet away from the guy who sings Stairway yeah. to Heaven. I was just like freaking the F out. Um, but they were, he was so awesome because he let them all do like their own music too. Yeah. And he sang backup for them. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy who sang it. Freaking lights up. Yeah. He sang Black Dog. He sang Stairway to Heaven. He, you know, he sang, you know, When the Levee Breaks. And he's, oh, I'll sing backup for you. Like. <laughs> that is too cool. I know. That's like, he is, it's just class. Freaking class. He always seems like a really cool Just, dude. yeah. So happy birthday to Mr. Robert Plant. Birthday, and, uh, Bobby. I love this man. I saw him live too. <laughs> yes. Okay. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to trombonist James Pankow of Chicago, born on this day in 1947. Happy birthday. Okay, we're gonna um, we're gonna come back and wish a couple more happy birthdays, but I want to play play one more uh, Ludini artist. This is a band. Let me crank this down a little bit because uh, this is a band called Simo, and I've been telling Katie I think she's gonna really like this. This is uh, from their album Let Love Show the Way. I lied, Simo on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. There's been so
Simo. Go to to listen to some Simo. Uh, let's give you Simo's website there. Uh, very simple. Simo. S i m o. dot f m. You want to go to Simo. dot f m and check them out. That is a, just a cool. That, that I have this record. It's called uh, Let Love Show the Way, and every track is a winner. It's a really good rock and roll blues R and B. Very soulful rock record. I highly recommend it. Uh, thanks to uh, Hate to See You Go. Uh, Burned. Uh, they sang Hate to See You Go. Hey, uh, thanks to Burned for being with us. That is Reverb Nation backslash Burned Rocks. And uh, Lance Lopez. LanceLopezTX.com. And Lance has got a brandy new record live in New York City. Want to check that out? And Simo. Simo.fm. Guys, you've been listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. And the reason I'm playing Pantera, real quick, because I uh, just to let y'all know, is this, this is the uh, birthday of the late, great Daryl Lance Abbott, a.k.a. Dimebag Daryl of uh, Pantera, one of my favorite heavy metal guitar players of all time. Uh, passed on way too soon. I loved playing this in, in the band I was in in the 90s, uh, Love and Ruins. Uh, it was just fucking great. Oh. <laughs> uh, freaking great song to play live. Uh, people would always get into it and uh, party to it. So, uh, you are listening to Ludini, that Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Katie, why don't you go ahead and tell the kids what you have going on? Plug your website, do your thing. Oh, what day is today? Today is August the 20th. August 20th. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> you can go to my website at www.katiesimonmusic.com and find out where I'm playing because I sure as hell don't know where I'm playing. Today. You know, I actually did that. I went to your website the other day, and I was looking for something to do. And here, your gig was already over. It was at Narcissi. Oh, Narcissi. the winery. Winery, yeah. And that it was, was like in the afternoon. It was yeah, fun. that's I, a very cool place. I, I sweated my 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 nuts off, my lady nuts. But yeah, my, my lady nuts. My lady nuts. That's a name for a band, lady nuts. <laughs> it was very fun. It was very pretty. It's a very lovely, <laughs> lovely gig. And I it's, felt a little out of place. It's a life. it's a very cool place. They got good wine. Very good wine. I drank wine that tasted like um, like fruit punch. It was really cool. Nice. Tasted like Hawaiian punch. <laughs> well, would you like a nice Hawaiian punch? You're too young to remember that. <laughs> no, I remember. <clears throat> they, okay. they had those commercials in the 90s, too. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Anyway, so guys, listen to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com uh, every Saturday, a new music podcast. Every Tuesday and every uh, Thursday, there is a brand new interview with amazing artists from wildly different genres. I mean, last week I interviewed John Ford Coley from uh, England, Dan, and John Ford Coley. This week I'm interviewing the uh, ama- the guy, one of the guys who invented jazz fusion, Larry Coriel. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's just so many amazing things going on. So, guys, you want to tune in. There's always something very cool. Uh, indie artists, um, music uh, business, uh, 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 like, uh, record label people. So, you get kind of the inside track and how all that stuff works. It's super cool. LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. If you love bands like Lance Lopez, Simo, uh, and Burned, you want to uh, help us out, go to SupportIndieRock.com. Uh, where you can get involved with our uh, efforts to promote uh, this amazing music by these very cool artists that, you know, corporate radio just is not going to give the time of day to. Not because they're not great bands, but because corporate radio, it's owned. It's owned. You know what I mean? They've got, they're doing what they're going to do. Anyway, so, and we've got one more birthday shout out, and we're going to leave you guys with this. Guys, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Um, I, I tell you what, I, I loved, and I did, we were talking about this on the break, um, I loved Isaac Hayes' portrayal of Chef in yes. South Park. Like He was my favorite character. Yeah. 
Why bad? <laughs> Children, how are today? Bad. Why bad? <laughs> Gonna make sweet love down by the fire. <laughs> but uh, this is a theme from Shaft, uh, which is a super fun movie if you've never seen the movie. Uh, the remake with Samuel L. Jackson, you know, just it, there is nothing like the original dirty, greasy 70s shaft. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a great thing. So, um, any uh, parting thoughts, Katie, before we roll out of here? Any words of wisdom to the children at home? Parting, parting thoughts? Farting pots? Farting pots? <laughs> I don't know. We are the farting pots! Yeah! <laughs> That'd be a great band name. So, okay, next big rock band that's your name the farting pots and you're welcome you're welcome see see that was a freebie that was a freebie the next one's gonna cost you (laughs) guys listen you listen to ludani rock ludani 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 rock and roll circus listen ludani rock and roll circus that is ludani rock and roll circus.com we're gonna get out of here with the theme from shaft isaac hayes happy birthday mr isaac hayes we love you kisses kisses all right, guys, take care. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Ludini, rockandrollcircus.com, Katie Simone, music.com. We'll see you later. <laughs> Yeah.